This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Here we go. It's a podcast. It's a, uh, what? I don't even know what today. Tuesday? Today's Tuesday, Jerry. Tuesday. You know why? I'm not sure. Because yesterday was dreary, drizzly. Dreary and drizzly. The two I had to go D's. pick up a rental car, as yes. you know. Uh, I barely slept the okay. night before. So it's just been a very long 48 hours, and I feel like today was Wednesday. We are in a rental car today, Jerry. You uh, you drove us in a, a minivan. A little weird. Which seemed cool. Seemed like we were a very um, modern couple, you and I, in our minivan. Something like that. With our children. There were no children in the back. Okay, of my imagination, I guess. No children. Can I? Can I get out a big shout out? Which shout we out. Don't ever do? Well, but I, I love ha- a shout I have out. Two, I actually have two, two shout outs. Shout outs. Out. Yes. Wow. I have. If you want last... a shout out, reach out to Jerry on Twitter. Well, no, no. This is actually not on Twitter. This is in person. Oh, in person. So first, we have to say hello to Jen and Scott from Matawan. Oh, I love Matawan, Jerry. I saw them at the Home Depot oh. a couple of weeks ago. Big Al Dukes fans, especially that you now live in their town. Wow. Okay. Excellent. They actually asked me where you were on that Sunday morning. I said, well, we just drive in together most days. We don't go to Home Depot together. I weekend in another part of the state, Jerry. And plus you're down the shore. Right. So perhaps maybe like Wednesday we'll go to Home Depot together on the way home. We'll see. Perfect. Uh, And then lastly, uh, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Not a cartoon. Okay. uh, But these are our umpires from last week. Umpires. Yes. Uh, Jerry was behind the plate. He was fantastic. Good job, Tom was Jerry. In the in the field, maybe perhaps they should umpire tonight's Yankee game. I would rather be the field umpire. I know you would. You're, afraid, you're less, afraid of being behind the plate. Yeah, the the, the, the balls and strikes and p- potentially getting hit with a foul ball. Not for me. Especially in little kids in little league, some of the kids throw the bat after they they do right. Well, but this also it is little league, but these are also fourteen year olds. Oh. I'm not talking about, you know, eight-year-old baseball or nine-year-old baseball. The younger guys tend to swing and toss. They do, right? Look out. They swing, and then when they want, they're so excited that they made contact and they have to run to a base, they throw the bat. Yeah, there is, um, that that happens a lot. And some kids get threatened to be be tossed. I've yet to see an umpire do it, though. Oh. Yeah, because you can really hurt. You could take one of those in the shins. That'd be me. I would be like, kid, you're out of here. That hurts, man. So what are you gonna do? So all anyway, right, all right. So Scott and Jen, Tom and Jerry, my guys. Nice to talk. Nice to see you guys. Shout outs completed. Yeah, I can it... do more, but I'm gonna. I'll keep it there. All right, Four Jerry. is enough for one day. For one day, one. Uh, I think you should start every day with some shout outs. I like Nikki as a female name. Nikki. Yeah. Mm. Just looking at Fox, for... this is, they're talking about Nikki Haley. I like that name for a female. Nikki's a a great name. Uh, not for your daughter though. For a stripper. Well, it's Where just, are you going with that? I'm just saying, like, Nikki's a great name unless it was your daughter. Why? 
it seems like a sexy name. <laughs> right? That's, that's true. It's a sexy name. I would, I would agree with What do you think of Samantha? Also a sexy name. That's another name. name. If we had a daughter, that was the name I wanted to push for. Samantha? I love Samantha. It's a great name. Yeah. There's certain names, uh, sexy names, not sexy names. Okay. Janice, not sexy. <laughs> Martha. Not sexy. Not anymore. Nope. But in the 1700s, Martha Hot. was going to blow your, well, never mind. Your mind. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think, I think if you have a daughter, it's tough to name them a sexy name. That's fair. All right, I'll go with that. Where do you, where do you put Heather? Sexy name, not sexy name. I think Heather's fine. Kind of a sexy name. Somewhere it's in the okay. Middle. I don't know that it's up there with Nikki and Samantha. Maybe a cut below. Right, cut below. Yeah, it's All fine, right, fair though. Enough. Fair enough. Huh. I don't want to hear anything from uh, 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 Janice's or anything attacking Pamela. Him. No. Not working for you. No. You can't see yourself, oh, Pamela. <laughs> oh, Pam. <laughs> oh, Pam, you. <laughs> <laughs> I get started. Little Caesars, Jerry. Little pizza, pizza. I don't know where this story came from or like which town Florida. it's in. But there's a Little Caesars restaurant where a photo went viral or a video has gone viral. Someone videotaped in a Little Caesars. There was a carriage, a shopping cart full of DiGiorno pizza. And the thought was that the person who runs this this oh, uh, no. little Caesars no, no, no. was making DiGiorno pizzas <laughs> and selling them. Now that would be the perfect plot for someone that gets the job as like a manager, but doesn't know how to make pizza. Yeah, and figures I got this. Like right, or like what do you, like the the kid you were counting on to keep track of the dough was like <laughs> they come to you, bro. We're out of dough. We're like we're out of dough. Someone go to Costco. <laughs> Now, Little Caesars is looking into it. They're investigating, Jerry, because they, they say it's also in a strip mall. So maybe someone who came in to get Little Caesars also happened to purchase a whole bunch of DiGiorno pizzas <laughs> for themselves. That's so funny. But it went viral thanks to model Christine Teigen. Chrissy Teigen. You know her? She was a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. The, the Chrissy Teigen? Yeah. She's married to uh, John Legend. They have a couple children's. Right. Uh, and she had uh, tweeted out the video, so that got that's what got it going. Jerry yeah, has, well, has over forty thousand likes, over one hundred twenty thousand retweets. I imagine um, that would certainly do it because she's got a lot of people following her. Really, Jerry, any pizza is good pizza. Like even the that's worst, not true. Ah, even it's the not true, even terrible pizza is still pizza. Not true. Now, it's like what I'm, they say: a bad day of golfing, Jerry, is still. Golfing. Uh, I disagree with that, too. Oh, you right. know who says that? People that don't play golf. Like me. Honestly. Okay. People that would love to be out in the sunshine rather than being at work, those are the ones that say that. Now go out and shoot 130 after you paid 100 bucks to play, you'd rather be in the office. Okay. So that's not true, number one. Number two, I do not, and I'm sure people out there, their ears will bleed when I say this, I do not buy into this theory that New York pizza is the greatest pizza. I agree. I don't. It's fine. It's good. You know what? I get some damn good pizza in Jersey, too. Yeah. Um, and there are some, not all, some of them are really awful. There are some decent chain pizza places, too. Yeah. But I will not subscribe to the theory that all pizza is good pizza. Really? Because you can get some that the sauce is just disgusting. They use bad cheese. 
We have like a soggy crust or no, I don't believe that either. Do you have a favorite New Jersey pizza place? A favorite, you know, you're going to laugh at me when I say this because it's not a pizza place, but my favorite pizza, which is so ridiculous there. And I mentioned this place a lot. There's a place called Dearborn Farms in Homedale. They have a deli counter. They've got, you know, one of these places it's where like a supermarket got, sort of Yeah, thing. they've got a bakery in the back. All right. They make fresh pizza every day. It is by far the best pizza I've ever had. You have to cook it or you it, buy it cooked? No, they cook it for you. It's like buying a slice. You oh, can really? buy, you can get a whole pie if you want. It's expensive. They charge like three bucks a slice or you can get a whole, they make it in squares. You can get a whole square pie for like $27 or something. When I tell you it's the best pizza I've ever had, I mean, it's fantastic. It really is. That is. right? Uh, other than that, I like, you know, there's a place called Romeo's and Hazlitt that I've gone to for years. It's good. You mentioned uh, there are some chain pizza places you like. I like Bertucci's. Me too. I find Bertucci's pizza a nice change. I enjoy Bertucci's as well. Me too. Look at that. So mm. there you go. There are some chain restaurants. There's a Vicks pizza in uh, Bradley Beach. Okay. Very thin crust. Yeah. Nice. Can't go there in the summer, though. You can't get in there. Because it's packed. And, of course, uh, my favorite, Mizzuto's in Wall, Jerry. You know that. I do know that. I will say, too, one other one I'll give you. Yes. But you can't find it anywhere. The Hawaiian pizza, which I know some people will be like, you can't be serious. The Hawaiian pizza from in the day, and it's the only pizza that I like from Pizza Hut, that was sensational. A pineapple, pineapple and ham. Pineapple and ham. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah that, like was, that. that was good stuff. Okay. Duly noted, Jerry. Yes. Jerry, a new study says that men are seeing a drastic drop in sperm count. I feel like we just did this story two weeks ago. Is that right? I do, yes. I don't recall doing this. If this is true, then who needs a vasectomy? Right. How like how drastic is the, the fall? How drastic? Well, I'm reading right now, Jerry. Oh. <laughs> Give me a second. Let's see. What's it saying? It says a new study showing male fertility... Uh, men seeking treatment uh, for male fertility has gone up sevenfold. Semen has dropped dramatically over the last 15 years. It's a public health concern, said a leading doctor right here what in has, this I'm study. Sorry, what has dropped? Sperm count. They've analyzed samples from fertility centers in the United States and Spain between 2002 and 2017, and sperm is going you know down. Why? I'll tell you why. It's one of two reasons. Cellular phones. You got it. Wi-Fi. I think cellular phones in the pocket. Really? That's my opinion. What the hell do I know? That's based off of nothing. You haven't done any studies. Uh, I have not done any studies. But if you want, you mentioned 2002 to 2017. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the increase in cellular phone usage is sevenfold. The rise of the cellular telephone. That's what it says? No, that's what you're saying. Oh. I've already moved on to I've, that article, Jerry. Oh, I've, we're done with that. I've, no, I've put down. I'm still hearing you out, but I don't have it in front of me. Got it. But I have a related study, which is very interesting. Okay. Men with small penises more likely to be infertile. Well, that's just a kick in the crotch, isn't it? <laughs> it's so funny. It says those with fertility problems tend to have penises a third of an inch shorter on average. Wow. Okay. Study researched 815 men going to a sexual health clinic over a span of three years. Yeah. Hmm. 
This has happening. Uh, stud the study leader is at the University of Utah, Salt Lake City. There was a clear statistical significance. I feel like we should rename the podcast. To what, Jerry? The post-game podcast of mancasting or something. The, the post-game mancast. Mancast. Because these stories mm -hmm. are generally about sex lives, sex robots. Right. Penis stories. And using the toilet. Right. I think we should call it the man cast. The man cast? Yeah, the post-game man cast. Post-game man cast. Yeah. Dr. Slade at the University of Utah, Jerry, said shorter penises could hint at a problem of fertility, but added it was nothing to be worried about. He says nothing to be worried about. I'm worried. Why? Because you have a one-third of smaller inch <laughs> penis? <laughs> you don't know that. No, but... but... I actually feel like I got a genuine laugh from you. <laughs> I set myself right up for that one. <laughs> you did. <laughs> millennials. Here's Millennial. another, what are these now? another story of millennials. 20 to 30-year-olds? Uh, uh, says, uh, and for this study, they're using 18 to 25. A oh, survey right. of more than 1,000 single millennials. 1,000, a lot of people. Ages 18 to 25 on Tinder. Found that 72% of them have made a conscious decision to stay single. Okay. And they're not sorry. Millennials are questioning the norms and societal problems that marriage brings. Millennials invest more time in their careers, their social lives, and personal time when they're single. Now, and when you gave your talk to all these millennials. Millennials. Listen, millennials. <laughs> Exhibit number one. Yeah. Me. This is Pew Research, Jerry. Millennials, I've heard of that. millennials are actually ages twenty-two to thirty-seven. Okay, because you said eighteen to twenty-five. Well, that was what this study did, but millennials, uh, you would be considered a millennial if right now in two thousand eighteen, you are between the ages of twenty-two and thirty-seven years old. Got Although it. I think a twenty-two-year-old and a thirty-seven-year-old have nothing in common. Uh, agreed. It's completely different stages of life. Very. Different. Not even close. Oh, here's one for you, Jerry, because oh, okay. you're a parent. I am and I parent. believe this actually came up in the car ride today. Really? A new survey by Fox News reports that parents have just 32 minutes of me time per day. Yeah. I that's um yeah, I'm a little more only because of our odd hours. Mhm. Mm so for me, I probably have about an hour. Okay. If I'm not doing something within that hour, on the list of things that has to be done. Would you like more me time? Uh, I don't like the term me. I like the term me time as much as I like the whole. Let's go out on a uh, on a date when mm -hmm. when you know, couples say that uh, husbands right. and wives couples date. Yeah, not yeah. You don't like that. Off. Um, you know, the whole date night stuff. Grow up. Um, but in terms of having time to yourself to just kind of relax or do what you want to do or whatever you want to call it. I probably have on, yeah, you know, it probably does average out to about 30 minutes because you figure every other day I have something going on. Like, I don't go home many days after I drop you off. So, yeah, it's probably about right. You're going That's to true. get a slice of that pie over at the Deer Farms, Dearborn Farms. Uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. that that's not true. That I'm doesn't count. running to the store or I'll go run or do something physical. Exercise. Some sort of physical activity. Yeah. Okay. But. Yeah, I mean, listen, when you got kids, they're around. It's what it is. Kids cool. are, uh, this is what? one thing Al I've heard. Kids are a responsibility. They are that. 
I'll I've tell you what, that. though, when they get a little older, it really is a lot of fun. How? Well, what? When do you say kids become fun? Um, when they're hmm, it's a good when they're out of diapers. Oh, really? Yeah, out of diapers. Out of diapers, walking around when they're like real small little human beings that you can really interact with. Like for instance, like I think women, and I only say this from my experience, from my wife. And my friend, my wife's friends, and some of the female friends that I have, friends' wives, mm-hmm, that the they seem to have really enjoyed and loved those first eight, nine, ten months, being a mom, the baby, the whole. Most of my friends will tell you, and probably feel exactly the way I do, will pass. Right. Call us up when the kid's nine or ten months old, and we can actually understand what they're telling us, or um, have a better. And I don't know. I guess understanding is the only word to use to know what they want, when they want it. You can interact with them. Now they're going to start walking around, and you can start, you know, kicking a little ball. It becomes fun. So I would say minimum a year. That's when it's fun. I like to say when a baby finally gets neck muscles. When they can hold their head up? Yeah. Because otherwise So I'm just it's... wondering, you're drawing this experience from what exactly? Well, it's just I see my, you know, sisters with kids. <laughs> When they try to hand you the baby to hold and it has no neck muscles, very you difficult. You know, I'm 44. I have never held another baby other than my own, too. Really? Never. Nope. The only other time was for a photo, and I sat down on the couch, and I had my sister place my niece in my arms for her uh, baptism. Okay. Just for the picture. Really? As soon as the picture was taken, I said... Take you don't bike. want another. I wanted no part. I didn't want to drop her. Right. I didn't want. To, I didn't want to be responsible for. Her. I said, "I'm out." Right. You didn't want her neck to go around. No. My two boys are the only infants I've really ever held, and only they're the only ones I ever changed diapers for. Yeah. Never yeah, did never it for anyone else. Somebody else's diaper. No. Disgusting. Nope. Nieces, nephews, nothing. I'm, right. I'm good. Thank you. You're out of that business. And it's funny because there have been people. So I have a, a got a, a great niece now. A great niece. And someone in my family said, you know, you never held her. I'm like, no. But you have kids. Why not? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm good. I'm like, I'll smile. We'll talk. <laughs> when she's three, we'll communicate. <laughs> Weird though, right? Yeah. Absolutely, Jerry. Hmm. I was just thinking, though, as you were saying about not holding babies. There's one thing I do like to hold. What is that, Al? Yep. No. That's childish. I like to hold a good razor. You do. You know what I'm saying? Like an ergonomic handle. I do as well. I hope you do, this right? morning. I mean, it feels like that's a man's tool. The ergonomic <laughs> razor. And you know who has the best one, Jerry? I Har- do know. Harry's. Look at this face. Look at this face. You just shaved. How does this look? It looks good. Uh-huh. Why is that, Al? Harry's. That's right. Also, you'll notice my head is shaved and my face. You just Harry's. Thunder. I did leave my eyebrows. <laughs> it's addictive, isn't it? Yeah. I almost did the eyebrows. I was like, I don't want any hair on my body <laughs> or my head at all. But I kept the eyebrows because that would look strange. I think that's a smart move on your part. Yeah. But I was getting such a close, smooth shave with Harry's. I first did my face. Then I did my head. And I was like, what do we even use eyebrows for? But it's I kept them. Just the look. I kept them. Yes. Here's the thing. The guys who founded Harry's, they were so sick of going to the store and overpaying for expensive razors. So they decided to 
make their own. I am so envious of these two guys. Me too. We should have our own factory, but they beat us to the punch. They beat you to the punch. And they're they, smart for doing it. They have their own factory, Jerry. They make their own great blades. Sharp, durable steel that lasts. And they got the little uh, the piece to do the trimming. Yeah. Which I love. That's awesome. For under too. your nose. Yeah. They were smart enough to buy a factory that has been putting out blades for over 95 years. There are no... There's no uh, store, Jerry, when you're on the internet. There's no brick and mortar, as they say, which is very expensive to rent and keep up the place. And then they pass those expenses on to you. Harry's does the opposite. They live in the internet. Maybe you've heard of it. I have. That's where I get them from. So they can offer their blades at a price much lower than the leading brand. Just $2 a blade instead of $4. It really is such a good deal. It's ridiculous. But here's the thing. A lot of people... They, it's very hard for them to break their routine. So Harry's is going to offer you a guarantee. Try their razors. If you don't love their shave, let Harry's know within 30 days, and they'll give you a full refund. Here's the trial offer that Jerry and I are going to offer to you today. Get a $13 value trial set. Comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. That weighted ergonomic handle Jerry and I were talking about. Five-blade razor with a lubricating strip. And that trimmer blade Jerry was mentioning. Rich lathering shave gel and a travel blade cover. What's better than that? Very easy to do. You go to harrys.com slash postgame. Please, if you do one thing today, make sure you go to harrys.com slash postgame, redeem your offer, and let them know that the postgame podcast sent you. That way, when Harry's is doing their advertising, they'll say, Ooh, those post-game boys, they're top sellers. And I'll tell you this. I changed to Harry's a couple of years ago. You did. Have never gone back to anything else. Got what? stuck having to buy disposable razors on a trip with Rutgers last year. I'm yeah. cut my face in seven different places. Do not do that. Do not cut your face. Go to Harry's. Let's Get go. Harry's. The warm-up program is next. It was pretty good today after a Yankee brutal loss. So... It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. All right, what do you say we go here on a Tuesday morning after a Yankee blowout loss, the worst Yankee loss in playoff history in their franchise history, I should say. I'm with the Eagle Maniac, who's got his name on his shirt. Al, what up? Oh, hi, Jerry. That was the worst loss in Yankees history? Playoff Playoffs? history. Yeah. Is that right? 396 playoff games, worst loss. They always go... It does. I'd rather get blown out than lose a close game. Not me. Especially not at home. No, you can't get blown out. Imagine, Jerry, you saved all of your hard-earned money. Oof. To go last night? And you went, you trekked your family in, Jerry. You sat through traffic. And... No, no. Only goombas go to Yankee Stadium, remember? Oh, right. There's no women, no children. No. Oh, so you if you That's went say in Boston, anyway. with some of your buddies then. Right. And you guys got in your Camaro and you headed over... <laughs> To Yankee right. Stadium, you sat through the traffic and the construction, you paid your big bucks, you drank your very expensive beers. Your $19, 24-ounce beer. And then that happened. Right, and the game was over in the fourth inning. You should get, a re like, not a refund, but next year we'll throw you some tickets. Right, why don't you come watch, I don't know, the Rays yeah. on a Tuesday night in June? Yeah, you be, be our fair. guest. Yeah, this is the blowout special night. Blowout special. I like that idea. Do you make anything of this uh, Ron yes. Darling 
uh, saying that Luis Severino was late to yeah, his warm-ups. Yeah, here's why. If you watched the game, and I went back and watched the beginning. You went rewind. I did. I went back to look at it. You 100% can see Larry Rothschild say to him, 740, right? <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah, and it's they have it time-stamped at 732. And I'll only say this. I'm sure there are some guys that start and warm up quickly. I'm not saying there aren't. I mean, relievers do it all the time. You know, when you go to a game, you'll see the starter out on the field 30 minutes before the game, long tossing, doing stuff. Now, they said he did work inside. I don't know. It looked weird. And then he wasn't good. Maybe he was long tossing inside, Jerry. Where? In the bullpen? They, where they have the, the, where the batting they have, cages? Where they have the sushi behind the home I plate. I don't think he's long tossing in the sushi room. Yeah, so, so. Uh, Darling said that. So they chased down Louis Severino after the game. Yes. And they asked him uh, about this Ron Darling report. Right. And he said of Ron Darling, quote, I don't know who that guy is. Yeah, I was surprised by that. <laughs> It was here. Here's how I love to do that. Like if someone says that to me about, even if I know who the person is, just to be a jerk. Yeah, just to be a jerk. I'll be like, I don't know who that is. There was talk on TV. Ron Darling still warming up ten. Who? <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> well, it's funny when you do that. I guess. Like if a guy calls me up and he and um. They're trying to tell me like he's somehow a known person. I'm right. like, who is this and now? This is you're talking about who? I was in the movie Bronx Tale. I'd be like, what is this now? What what <laughs> film? <laughs> what was that about? Recently? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? That's a great move. I don't know who that guy is. Who are you saying this is? Ron Darling? I never heard of him. I genuinely believe he's never heard of him. That's possible. Absolutely. These young guys, Jerry, they don't know. They don't have a history of the game like you and I do. Well, we're not so good there either, but we know a little bit more than these guys. Well, who was it with the Jets that didn't know who Boomer was? Uh, their wide receiver. Is it Jermaine Curse? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I think you played football for who? Right. I, I give up. Tell me. Who did you and play how, for? How about the guy we had in studio when I was telling him, oh, yeah, he played for the Bengals Super Bowl. Yeah. He's like, really? Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, really, Mike? No, really. Uh, and Ron Darling also. Ron Darling in the news a lot lately for these games, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also did not care for the Red Sox swinging 3-0 and up big in a playoff game. No, I'm all for that, actually. He found it, quote, offense. You should be swinging. You swing. Get the game over with. We're going to sit there and take walks. Swing the bat. Right. I'd be more offended at, like, 3-0. You right. really you want to walk? I couldn't agree more with you. Absolutely. So, so I'm with Ron on the pitching. I'm not with Ron on the swinging. And then uh, Austin Romine threw a uh, pitch in the ninth inning. A gopher ball to Brock Holt. Gave up a home run to Brock Holt, as you say, Jerry. Another he, first. He then hit that and made him hit for the cycle. Yeah. No hey, one's ever done that before in the playoffs. That should not count. You hit it off it of does a count. off of a catcher. Why doesn't it count? Did it happen? Because the catcher pitched. Did to the it ball. happen? The ball go over the wall. Did he have a single, a double, and a triple before it? Yeah, that's Was impressive. It a playoff game. By the way, the, the home run is probably one of the easier things to get. You can't. Single the triple home is run. the hardest thing. Yeah, double second you hardest. You can't throw it away. I know what you're saying. It's in a blowout game. You can't throw it away, though. He still did it. No one else has done it in 200 years of baseball or however long they're playing baseball. 150 years, right? 1870 or so? Yeah, because most teams in the playoffs don't have their catcher pitch <laughs> like the Yankees did. You're such a moron. <laughs> last night. <laughs> I'm sure we can find games where catchers have pitched in blowout playoff games. All right. I'm sure so we can you say. do that. I'm sure we can do that. Uh, who's pitching tonight? Gary Sanchez? For... Well, he'll be after CeCe. <laughs> I don't... They have Higashioka ready to go. I don't trust this uh, CeCe Sabathia tonight.
I, I got to be honest with you. I trust that we had this whole conversation about who should start the playoff, the yeah. wild card game, who should start and game we one. we talked just like that. And I w- we did in the car. <laughs> it's like, who should do oh, it? Should, <laughs> what should we do? <laughs> Watch. Another guy's crossing the street. <laughs> um, here's what I said. I said Tanaka, Tanaka every day. To me, it was Sabathia after that. I actually like him in this spot tonight. I have I know- no faith in Severino. And Jay Happ, while he was seven and zero, I don't know. He to me, he's not a Yankee. He was here for five minutes. Much prefer to have Sabathia tonight than anybody else. I hope it's not humid tonight. He sweats a lot. He does. He's like yes. He's like Patrick Ewing. And then First it looks five like minutes he's soaked. And, and Chapman too. And then it looks like he's laboring through these pitches. Except that he's not. And he'll hit Jerry. He'll he, go after someone. He will hit somebody. If Brock Holt's in the lineup, look out. You're getting plunked your you're first getting, time through. Right. <laughs> it's true. Add that to your, uh, what do they call it, the cycle? Add that to your cycle, getting plunked. And hit by a batter. Yeah. Yes, sir. So I'm not sure I'm thrilled with that, but all right, Jerry. Uh, and Angel Hernandez. Well, he had a bad night. He's an umpire. <laughs> well, in theory. Well, <laughs> well he had a bad safe. day. <laughs> no, he's actually out. He's out. He had uh, safe. He had three calls overturned. Yeah. At first base, he's first base umpire. And he's behind home plate this evening. Now, in fairness, before we get to tonight and him being behind home plate, the plays are really close. They are close. I mean, even even looking at them on replay, it's like, ooh, yeah, he's out, okay. But you watch it in real time. Have you ever done that? No, I would have no ability to do that. It is so difficult. One guy told me once, when you umpire, and I'm sure someone out there listening is an umpire, a base umpire. And I did it for a short time. Eddie's dad umpire. They said, That's right. He knows. We can ask your father this. I was told a long time ago, if you're ever umping on the bases, more so than watching, because you are watching, you have to listen. Yes. It's all about the pop of the glove when the ball hits the glove. And you're watching the base for the foot, but you're listening for the ball as opposed to trying to watch everything. That's got to be so incredibly difficult. So I would think the glove sounds like this. And the base sounds like this. So you got to listen to that would be out because the glove hit first. That would be safe because the foot hit first. How would it sound if it was at the same time? <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know what it would go to the replay. I don't know. I would love to see Aaron Boone come out. How do you make that call? I heard your explanation. Well, Aaron, I heard it first before the. <laughs> so that's how I missed it. My bad. He might punch you in the Sorry. face. Sorry. Then I don't know how they call these things at home. At a home plate. What do you mean? Balls and strikes? Yeah. These things? <laughs> and then they get them. Sometimes they look like a batter's arguing. Then they go to that camera yeah. up on the roof. And they're like, wow, it just caught the corner. How that is that guy? amazing. I, that's why when people get on the umpires, and I will too, and the refs, all of this, it's that's what we do. But if you had any idea how difficult it is, you, I would love someone to go out there and put the gear on and try and umpire balls and strikes for one batter. I don't like, though, when they do a check swing and the home plate umpire doesn't call it. He goes down to a guy 90 feet away. Right, but because he's got the view down the Better line angle. to see if the oh. bat went past or not. I always wonder why they did. <laughs> and I know if I was How an umpire. I did not know that. If I was a first base umpire, I wouldn't be paying attention. I'd immediately just give the safe sign like, you, nope, didn't go. You do realize why they go to first base sometimes and third base sometimes, right? Oh, lefty-righty. You're just thinking of yes, this now? just catching that. We have to take a break. I was going to say, if the guy right there can't see it, how am I supposed to see it? I'm I'm waiting for a guy to hit the ball down Looking the line. Looking down the line, he's seeing the bat and where it goes, I how would, far it goes. I would be very good at, I'd be very confident as an umpire in calling fair and foul balls. Yeah, because you'll see the chalk. Yeah, bounce. you see the chalk, exactly. exactly. Well, it's really paint in most cases now. Paint. You ever see how they do that now? 
pretty cool. Well, to make it make sure it's straight. It's like a perfectly painted line down the baseline. Pretty cool. We got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, Al's got one more big story in the game last night, and then we'll, and then we'll have Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry on the warm up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M, the superheroes of building products. All right, welcome back after a blowout loss for the Yankees. So we'll go Yankees in five. Uh, Yankees and Red Sox again tonight. <laughs> what can I tell you? Uh, and the Saints beat the Redskins last night soundly. What else you got? Jerry, does that mean that the Giants are still alive? Oh, they are very alive, yes. Beat the Eagles on Thursday night. They'll they'll have two wins. The Eagles will have two wins. The Cowboys will have two wins. And the Redskins will have two wins. Yeah, they're alive. All right, so if the Giants lose them Thursday, is the season over? No. Because I declared because the them, division stinks. I declared them dead Sunday. Yes, you declared them dead after they lost in Carolina. Unfortunately, right, wrong, or indifferent, no. Until someone else proves they can win a game. They're not going any. Eight wins might win this division at this point. Who knows? And Drew Brees broke the uh, Peyton Manning's passing yardage. Yes. It's like over 71,000 yards. It's a lot of yards. By the way, I mean, 26 for 29. Right. All these really stupid. All, all these yards later, Jerry. He's like a fine car with a lot of mileage on but it's, him. Still I want to ask Boomer this because watching right. it, it, this looks too easy. Like, guys are wide open. I mean, I don't know. It's got to be all the rules. Huh? Zone coverage, Jerry. I guess. I don't remember. Slip I into would the think, zones, though, right, Booms? I would think right, Boomer, right. when he played, did not have guys running wide open like this Boomer, back did, in the day. Boomer, did you prefer zone coverage or one-on-one -on -one when you can you get a ball to a guy? About to get... Al, I wanted man coverage. Really? Yeah, baby. They Go say right this, after him, baby. They say this, Jerry. If a guy's one-on-one, -on -one, advantage receiver. Throw it up. Let him go get it. I'd be nervous as a receiver in zone coverage, though, because I, I feel like even though I'm You're open, gonna get drilled. I'm going to get, I know I'm going to get drilled. 